Let's stand as we read our scripture this morning. I'm in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 53, verse 1. The title of this message is Power Play. Who has believed our reports? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground, he has no form, no comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet he did not esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. For we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. For he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her sharers was dumb, so he opened not his mouth. First Samuel 17, verse 48 through 51. And it came to pass that when the Philistine arose and came and drew, drew near to meet David, that David hasted and ran toward the Philistine and the armies of the Philistines. And David put his hand in his bag and took a stone and slung it and smote the Philistine in his forehead. And the stone sank into the forehead of the giant and he fell upon his face to the earth. And so David prevailed against the Philistine with the sling and with the stone. And he smote the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran, still running, stood on the Philistine, took his sword, drew it from its sheath, and slew the Philistine and cut off his head. And the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. Father, we thank you for the power play this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Give somebody a fist bump, say it's a power play. Please be seated. In preparing for these two lessons, I'm going to be 28 minutes and out of here. I'm just going to borrow a few minutes from your half past 12 exit. In preparing for these two meetings, I began to write this and uh, 
I'll just say it as I wrote it. Power is an enigmatic entity whose range is from ultimate power, which is God, to invisible microscopic beings possessing power in their own right. Power cannot be fully understood, nor can power be fully grasped, but its varying levels in which it exists can be calculated mathematically in comparison with varying entities. Power cannot be owned. Power can only be managed. In the case of every human being here, manage the power that God has placed within your gift. Say, I am gifted, therefore I have power. A poem from Teal Ivy. Behind you, all your memories. Before you, all your dreams. Around you, all who love you. Within you, all you need. Sisters and brothers, it is a privilege and it is an honor to suffer. Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. As you all know, we lost our son and uh, there are still people coming a couple of years after Bernie's passing to come and sympathize with us, of which is a great man in Zimbabwe, Dr. Chada, Jeffrey Chada. And he came to pass his condolences and so on. And uh, he then stood up, and he's a senior, he's about maybe 12 years older than I am. He stood up and he pointed right into me and he said to me, and he's never ever called me by my first name, not ever. But he pointed at me and said to me, Tudor, do not waste your pain. Do not waste your pain. And so whenever pain comes or suffering is on you, it's because there is a power play. There's something about that next level, whatever it is, that the pain brings the joy of a new life, a new dimension, a new level. And so if you are in pain, count it an honor to be trusted with suffering. Never feel sorry for yourself. Feeling sorry for yourself is self-loathe. It's inverted pride. You are privileged to be alive at this time. You are privileged to be in a church that pushes the power of the Holy Spirit. You are privileged to be in a place where glossolalia, the practice of speaking in tongues, is permitted and allowed 
uninhibited and impeded. You are privileged to have such an august band with skillful singers. You are privileged to have an apostle who, who frequents the world, Africa in particular. There are very few that have the honor and the privilege you have. And so if you have been selected by God, if you have been uh, uh, pointed out by the universe to be a person to suffer, to bear grief, to uh, carry oppression, if you have been privileged to be ostracized and become a victim of circumstance, it means that God is causing you to be a door opener, perhaps for a generation mm, unborn to time. You are privileged to have the nationality and the race and the gender and the skin color and the color of your eyes, the texture of your hair, the, the, the year you were born. You are privileged to have all of that and more. If you are a privileged person, show your appreciation to God by clapping your hands and saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Ah, yeah. We might have a little church here this morning. Mm, yes. Sir, please can you control your wife? Amen. There are seven expressions of life which are drawn from all that you need is within you. Seven expressions of life. Number one is power. All power in our universe comes from the S-U-N. And for us as believers, all power comes from the S-O-N. For without him, we can do nothing. Jesus said, all power in heaven and on earth is given to me. So if power is, if power can be given, it means that power can be received. John chapter number 1 verse 12. To as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become. In this service, the breath of God is in the service. But it's not just the breath of God, it's the breath of life. I was about to whisper into Sister Alfina's ear that God is putting the breath of life on you when somebody tapped me on the shoulder. And so I'll just say it now, God is putting the breath of life, not just his breath, the breath of life into your spirit. And when you get the breath of life in your spirit, you become a living soul, not a zombie. 
There are too many zombies on Beltway 8. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm not a zombie. Yeah, baby, I'm a living soul. I'll eat at Cracker Barrel anytime I choose. Somebody say amen. The second expression of life is love. Love. Number three, the expression of life is wisdom. And so I pray for wisdom every day. When you pray for wisdom every day, every day you are going to be given challenges and complexities that you have to resolve. If you pray for love, you are going to get the freakiest, weirdest people that you have to love. The fourth expression of life is intelligence. It's academic intelligence, environmental intelligence, and I'm going to draw from the third one, prophetic intelligence. I'll visit that one again. The fifth expression of life is concrete knowledge. Not just knowledge, but concrete knowledge. Knowledge that is based on facts. And just not knowledge based on experience. My people perish for lack of concrete knowledge. Because they are individuals who have knowledge based on a lie. It's knowledge. It's not concretized in their life. And a lot of times people struggle if they find themselves in a quandary because they don't have the facts. Of life. Number six, harmony, which is a collaboration of worlds and entities. The rainbow is an amazing sign, it is a covenantal sign. Seven distinct colors. They stand alone, they are independent, they stand together in seven distinct lines a color for each day of the week a color for each dimension seven dimensions of love and expression and so each of those colors can be independent of the other of the other but they have chosen to work in harmony harmoniously the last expression is devotion through which we have our ceremonial worship. Millions of churches, tens of millions of people around the world will be worshiping on this day, worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ, each and every one with their own culture, expression, and feeling. My deal is I'm black, I'm African, I'm Pentecostal, I ought to be able to be free to act like it. If you are Greek, if you are Russian, if you are French, my chérie, you can worship like you want to, it's fine with me. <laughs> and so you have to respect the Latino expression, the French expression, the German expression, the Nigerian expression, because collectively when we get into heaven, we'll sing one song, the song of the Lamb, with our various expressions. You've got to say amen. 
Turn to your neighbor and say, express yourself. Well, not here, not here, amen, not here, amen. Because <laughs> some of you might just take us literally, amen. Let's deal with prophetic intelligence. Prophetic intelligence. Prophetic intelligence comes through, number one, true obedience. True obedience. Samuel demonstrated that when the Lord told him to anoint Saul as king. True obedience. And Saul should have learned from his mentor obedience. And he was told by his mentor Saul, was told by his mentor Samuel, when he forced himself to perform the sacrifice. Samuel says to Saul, Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. Obedience. And so things like obedience can be taught. Children, obey your parents. So obedience can be taught. Uh, The benefits of suffering is number two. Revelation knowledge comes from suffering. I asked the Lord, he said, three times to remove this thorn in the flesh. And the Lord said, it is needful that the thorn remains. It's needful that the pain remains. It's needful that the inconvenience remains because revelation will be perfected in that. He said, I, I would come to revelations on a different level, but the thorn was given to me lest I exalt myself above my measure. Human beings are strange things. We're, we're, we're very strange Uh, A gentleman was telling me yesterday, uh, on Friday night, I was preaching just outside of Tampa, and uh, he was showing me, in fact, uh, I was sitting next to Dr. Rod Parsley, who preached on Thursday night, and he was saying to me that he was raised in Ohio with shirts made out of flower sacks. And uh, in that conversation... uh, He was saying how he started his church in his parents' backyard as a little teenager. And then how he gravitated towards that massive church uh, in Columbus, Ohio. And the thing about it is that a lot of times he was saying people, when they arrive in the Bentley world, the Mercedes world, they forget the black-eyed pea. Don't forget that slimy okra. Your rub eye self. And so human beings have to be constantly reminded who you is by a dab of suffering. It is needful to suffer. Come on, Judah. A benefit of suffering brings balanced prosperity, number four. 
uh, a benefit of suffering brings true deliverance. Benefit of suffering brings an open heaven. A benefit of suffering creates opportunities. And the benefit of suffering, Acts chapter number 1 verse 3, releases the kingdom. And so strength then is brought out in weakness. Teacher and I wonder constantly why Zimbabwe is constantly and continuously in the struggle we have economically, politically, socially. It's just a quandary. What is it about Zimbabwe, which we are the last on the table of nations, that there won't be a nation that will be lower than Zimbabwe in terms of the table of nations? Zimbabwe is always last. But why do we have the struggle? Our money is funny again. Inflation is gone crazy. You guys are crying about 4% inflation or 7% inflation. And yes, prices have gone up. But you've got to live in a country like ours where it's just totally crazy. And so those that have a spiritual eye are looking at what is it about our country that the enemy knows that we sense but cannot see. We just learned that some of the largest deposits of lithium have been discovered in Zimbabwe. And our present government is saying we are not going to export raw lithium. If countries want lithium, including the USA, you have to build a processing plant in the country. So suddenly now, our government is now becoming aware of the power play. Turn to your neighbor and say, it is a power play. And so, sisters and brothers, uh, if you are a pharaoh, and if you have a threat like a Moses, who uh, is charismatic, who is effervescent, who has uh, supernal intelligence, if you have a Moses who is attractive to most of the Egyptians, uh, regardless of the fact that he is a Hebrew, you are going to try to find a way to entrap him, to imprison him. And so one day Moses sees an Egyptian assaulting a Hebrew. And Moses intervenes to correct that injustice. He's not, he, this had not been the first time he saw this. He'd seen this before. But somehow at this moment, God was working an angle of a power play. This incident irritated and agitated Moses to where he refused to overlook this injustice and became actively involved with the perpetrator. In that involvement against the perpetrator, Moses killed the Egyptian. Sisters and brothers, you can ignore certain things in your life, but at some point you are going to have to get up and kill the thing that's been tormenting you. 
You can ignore it. You can overlook it. You can put it to the side. But at some point, God is going to demand of you a power play. Where you are going to have to deal with your ignorance. Go to school. You are going to have to deal with your uh, whatever the case might be. And so, it is a power play. And so, the hand of God is now working from Adam all the way to Calvary, working a power play. And so, Rahab, I know you slept with every living thing in the city of Jericho. A little red thread hanging out your window is going to determine your salvation. Because when we pass around Jericho, and that thread, which you can't even see, that thread is going to be the power play in your life. Sisters and brothers, I want to say to you, the invisible things in your life become the public display of your victory. Give someone a fist bump and say, it is a power play. She's still shouting at me after all these years. And so, when Samson is in the lap of Delilah, and she's trying to get information out of him, because Samson is an antagonist to the Philistines, and so Samson, in his power play, breaks the cords, Picks up the gates, snaps the armies of the Philistines, whips up a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of an ass. It's a power play to make water come out of that jawbone. God is able to take little things in a power play to walk towards you. It's working for you. It's working for you. Hannah, you don't have a baby, but it's a power play. Samuel is on the way. Elijah, it's a power play. We have to break the back of Jezebel. Elisha, it's a power play. A double portion is for you. You will discover the God of Elijah, but you will know the God of Elisha. David, taking bread to your brothers, facing a giant called Goliath. It is a power play. Solomon, you were a little boy, and you're praying for wisdom. It is a power play. God, Daniel, is standing with you in the midst of a lion's den. It is a power play. Ezekiel, in the valley of dry bones, as they're coming together, it's a power play. Bethlehem, a small little town, a big, a brick of bread is being baked in Mary's oven. Oh, Bethlehem, a sleepy little town of Bethlehem, a power play is conceived in your womb. Nazareth, a little city, 
a power blaze being raised there. Jesus was afflicted. He was hung on a cross. He was murdered in cold blood. Innocent as could be. The devil didn't know who he really was. If they knew he was the son of God, they would not have crucified him. But God moved in the cross to bring salvation. Can I preach like I feel it? God moved through the flesh of Jesus to break the back of sin, to cancel poverty, to break the curses that were against us. He made him to be sin who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's a power play. That giant is falling. Stand on that giant. Stand on that asthma. Stand on that high blood pressure. Stand on that breast cancer. Stand on that hypertension. Stand on that depression. Stand on that mental disease. Stand on that anguish. Stand on that poverty. Tell the devil he's a liar. It's a power play. You've heard of white power. You've heard of black power. You've heard of green power. You've heard of solar power. You've heard of red power. You've heard of horsepower. You've heard of atomic power. You've heard of nuclear power. You've heard of wind power. You've heard of fossil power. You've heard of jet power. You've heard of political power. You've heard of economic power. You've heard of manpower. You've heard of demonic power. You've heard of angelic power. Oh yes! But there's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the word of the Lord. There's power in the name of the Lord. There's power in your praise. There's power in your worship. Praise Him for your struggle. Praise Him for your suffering. Praise Him in the midnight hour. Praise Him in the jailhouse. Praise Him for being afflicted. It's a power play. It's a power play. It's a power play. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Amen. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Stand up. Let's pray. Amen. is designed in such a way 
it's been proved through physics that when a butterfly flaps its wings in the Amazon jungle, it has bearings of atmospheric conditions in the city of Chicago. And so by the clapping of your hands and displacing the air, by the clapping of your hands, you are ministering to somebody in the Ukraine. There's some Christian in the Ukraine, in Somalia, in Nigeria, in India, that's being changed by the prayers and the prayer and the worship and the giving that you have. So clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shame the devil. Thank God for the privilege of worshiping him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Father, we thank you for Bishop Hurd in Zimbabwe. We thank you for the great anointing you placed upon his life and the grace of revelation knowledge, academic and prophetic intelligence that he so ably and willingly disperses right here in Houston and around the continent of Africa. We thank you for that grace. We thank you for Inspire Church that you are trusting and have trusted this church with the move of the Holy Spirit. Every member, every congregant, every individual, every need, we thank you for meeting those needs. We command your blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you. May he give you great peace. 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 All you want is peace. Just peace. Peace. Tired of fighting those battles. Tired of the same old, same old. Tired of your kids going crazy. Tired of the drugs. Tired of the affliction. Tired of the sickness. Tired of visiting doctors. Tired of being stuck in a house for 12 years with issues. We command peace. 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 Father, bless Brother Philkins. Bless him, anoint him, reward his children, his grandchildren for all he put into Africa. Bless Lady Jerry, bless Andrew, bless the Hurt family. In the name of Jesus, everybody say amen.